Hello, podcasting world and reef enthusiasts. This is episode two of Saltcast Plus. My name is Joe. Just wanted to apologize for last episode. Uh, it didn't get edited quite like I would like it to, but I was having software uh, issues. So I just put it out there. So this will pick up where we left off. We were talking about um, a livestock and LED, or well, I shouldn't say LEDs, but lights in general. I thought we'd start with lights. And the reason why I left these two, because really it all depends on what you want in your tank on what kind of lights you're, you're going to need. Um, if you want the best all-around light that's good for fish only or good for corals or good for clams or good for anything to grow anything to do anything you want to you want a good quality LED light that's just my opinion I know some of you are shaking your head saying how metal halides is the way to go but there's pros and cons to both and um, and I, I don't I'm, I'm not affiliated with any of the brand names that I'm going to throw out they're just what's available and um, with my experiences uh, things that I've liked uh, more than others um, when I first started in the hobby I just used a, a, a compact fluorescent type light um, uh, they're called power compacts PC lights um, and they did the job they grew the softies and stuff and got me started Soon after I wanted to go to something more, I chose LEDs over metal halides. Now I can say that I've never used metal halides. Um, but I have um, seen metal halide setups and felt the heat that they put off and the constant bulb changing. And um, I guess it's not really constant every six months to a year or something like that. Um, but I just I didn't want those headaches and I really liked the, the blue um the the just how the blues made um, corals glow in tanks and so um i wanted the best of both both worlds i wanted you know nice white tones i wanted to look real when i looked into the tank so i need i wanted close to natural sunlight in the day but at night i wanted a, a little bit of time for that blue to glow and just produce those pretty colors that we all like um, so you can go with metal halides. You can get um, uh, you can get actinic um, T5 bulbs to uh, to make those blues or get that uh, pop effect um, and uh, achieve the same thing with uh, multiple um, fixtures. But I chose I like the compactness and the, how it saves a little bit of money and saves a lot of bit of heat. Um, so I just went with LEDs. And the beginning, my um, LEDs were just uh, really growing in popularity, and I chose uh, AI Soul Blues, Super Blues, I believe, and I went with those. Uh, they grew coral. I had a lot of success with them, but at the same time, I just it was missing something. Um, from there, on that system, I I sold out and went to a different setup um, on the next setup I chose to go with um, some cheaper all they call them black box LEDs uh, it's basically they're manufactured and 
Um, whoever buys a bulk of them puts their sticker on them and claims them as their own. But um, I, I still think that there is different, quality is different from fixture to fixture, even on black boxes. I, I believe that. The, um, so I, the ones I chose were Ocean and Revive, um, 247s. I, I like them a lot. Um, but then we went to set up our uh, sexy shrimp tank and I wanted to try something a little different and the 247s and most of those things are two, you know, 24 inches wide and would just completely drown my um, little five gallon Pico tank. So I went with um, a Kessel and I really love the light that it puts off. Um, you gets gets a real good natural sunlight look. Um, it grows my uh, my flower anemones that I and um, uh, maxi minis that I like, and so it, it does the job. Now it doesn't. You can adjust it to blues, and you can hook it up to your apex to control um, the the different settings. But right now, honestly, we just we flip it on and flip it off every day and night um, so it, it's not that bad of a, a deal and I just my apex is a few feet away from it and you gotta buy the cord and the extension and it's like 60 70 bucks which is not a huge deal but um, I just haven't felt the need to spend that money on that particular thing when um, there all this is in a room that might get changed in the real near future so I'm just kinda hanging out and see what happens but the Kessels, I really like. And honestly, I think I could put those on my uh, 40 breeder and be extremely happy. Um, and really, that's that's really what I should do um, and, and might do someday. Now, when it comes to uh, um, my clown harem that I want to set up, the big one, um, I'm pretty sure right now that those are going to have Kessels on them. That's going to be the light that I go with, just because I like the light. It, it, these lights i like full spectrum full spectrum came on the scene um shortly after i bought my lights then all of a sudden you started hearing about full spectrum this and full spectrum that and and um you didn't really understand the effects of it until you got a full spectrum that has uv and red and green and magenta and all the different colors that really um make the other colors pop but the uv to me is uh is really what sets it off and and um, that UV light is the coral seemed to my at least my anemones I should say seemed to crave that and UV actually adds a lot of that uh, natural daylight color so the um, the castles is what I like now going to livestock livestock I told you before when you set up a tank you want to pick the one thing that you can't live without if you want to completely zoa tank um, if you want a complete anemone tank, if you want a complete uh, predator tank, you have to pick the predator, you have to pick the anemone, you have to pick the zoa, you have to, whatever, clams, you have to pick that. And then all the livestock that you pick after that has to go uh, be compatible with your main thing. So I was always told that when you do that, when you set up a tank, just pick one thing, one major thing that you can't live without, and then build all your livestock around it. Um, which is a great idea because then you don't end up 
falling into walking into an LFS and saying, oh, I need that fish, I need that fish, I need that coral and that coral and that anemone. And you get them all home and then realize none of them are compatible. Maybe they're not compatible with each other or maybe they're not compatible with the original plan that you had for your tank. So um, it's a good idea to think ahead, pick that one thing out. Um, also with livestock, you have to think about, um, uh, do your research. Yes, there's compatibility charts. Live Aquaria has a nice compatibility chart. It's the easiest one to refer to people just because everybody knows about Live Aquaria. But um, there's things, they get it wrong. And then they really do. So you really have to do some research and realize whether or not, or you have to make the decision whether or not you're going to take the chance of putting some things together that other people have difficulty with. Um, I will give you, for instance, um, is the uh, <clears throat> excuse me banded coral shrimp are considered semi-aggressive yes they are semi-aggressive to everything they're they're aggressive um, there's something that you don't really want to mix with smaller fish and um, they they will eat uh, lots of things if it, so you have to be careful with them mantis shrimp um, I'm not saying that they got that wrong but that's Something you don't want to put anything else with because it'll, if it gets the chance, it'll take it out. Now, yeah, there might, some people might have some damsels with them and be have successful with that. But if you research it, some may not. You have to make that decision on whether or not you want to take that chance. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you have, uh, you have to do, you, you're responsible for doing your research and making sure uh, what everybody else, what I say, what anybody says is correct or um, weigh the consequences of your actions if you choose to go another direction. So um, that's with livestock. The, uh, uh, I wanted to also talk about uh, what the show is going to consist of. Soon they're going to be, I'm going to start doing reviews and remember that I'm not affiliated with anybody. Um, nobody pays me for reviews. Nobody will ever sway me by giving me something or paying me to say something that will never happen if I don't like something I am not going to tell anybody else to use it um, I will tell you to always to do your research I will tell you to um, look, weigh the pros and cons of things um, but I have one coming up real soon um, things have been extremely busy right when it's supposed to be slow for me so I'm having difficulty getting everything done, but things will slow down and I can get this done soon. Um, I am going to do a review on a bio pellet reactor. Um, I have uh, YouTube videos that you can refer to, um, like the, the light that I talked about, Ocean Revive 247. There's an unboxing and, uh, and, and things like that. Um, I'm going to do an unboxing of this uh, marine biosystems bio pellet reactor and um, I'm going to do reviews and test it and uh, and see how things if it changes the the phosphates and the nitrates in my tank um, and cleans it up overall I've got some algae issues um, and so I want I want to get things under control I want my tank looking nice again I had let things go this oh this summer I got busy. Uh, I can think of a thousand excuses, but 
I just it's just summer neglect. I think a lot of us uh, get it, um, where we just let things coast and then we clean it up when things start getting cooler. So, um, and as I speak to you right now, I'm looking at the temperature and it is 49. So it is definitely things are definitely getting cooler. But um, so it's time to start cleaning that up, getting things uh, um, situated. So. I'm happy with my tanks again because right now I'm kind of in a blah stage where I don't really I don't know I just it's just blah you know so I think we all get that way from time to time with anything that we do it's just oh you just get sick of it and oh I'm gonna quit that or stop that or not do that anymore or whatever um, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of to that point with tanks I just I don't know I'm tired of the disappointment but this is something that you got to be in it for the long haul. You have to uh, um, jump in feet first and actually just do it. And uh, when you get the blahs, you let things go. You just keep things alive. And then when you get excited about it again, you jump back in it. So um, reviews are one of the things... Um, I have a couple of interviews that I want to, I'm trying to, I want to line up and get uh, some interviews so it's not just me. Um, wanted to tell you about some of my other hobbies and interests. Um, not that the show is about me, but um, I've got, uh, I've got an, ad, other addictions outside of saltwater tanks. Um, Apple is one of them. I like uh, my MacBook. I like my iPhones. I like my Apple Watch and things, gadgets. I like gadgets that work. And so um, I, I, I'm an Apple geek. Not a fanboy, just a geek. Again, not a fanboy. But um, I like uh, the outdoors. I like to, to be with my family, things like that mostly a lot of things that most of us enjoy when you enjoy the the saltwater tank you enjoy a lot of times outdoors and and that's why i got into this hobby i think i've said that before that uh, my family really took an interest in this and they still do to this day i'm the one that has to do all the maintenance and stuff so that's why i get kind of the blahs with it but um but they really enjoy it. If I, there's never a time where I say, hey, you want to go to the fish store, that they say, nah, I don't really want to go. They're all for it. So it's, it's a nice way to spend quality time outside the normal routine um, with my family. Um, uh, if you haven't noticed, I have a little bit of uh, maybe ADD. I jump around a lot about things, but uh, um, that's just me. I will get better about staying on track with things when I uh, actually sit down and plan out one of these podcasts instead of just doing it um, by the seat of my pants. So um, I want to get into a little bit now though about uh, some advancing things. Now we've got to make the the gist of the simple of the the setups and what you might want to do and, and about your research and things like that but um, want to get talk about just the issues that I'm I'm having right now with algae. Um, this goes back to um, I, I think I found a little bit of some of my algae. Well, one of my algae problems is is I had a, um, a, a 
bacteria bloom, a cyanobacteria bloom, and I used ChemiPure, and then it messed my skimmer up, and then I couldn't get my skimmer dialed in, and then I got it dialed in, and then now it's not dialed in now again, and so that that's, you know, when you're not skimming, you're I don't care how much water changes you're doing, there's still, um, there's still some of those um, nutrients that it's not pulling out of the water. And because I feed whole foods, and I, I, I just think that I have a lot of uh, extra issues with that. Um, with, you know, feeding a whole shrimp and a whole silver side at a time to some of these fish. But the... Um, so you got to be pulling those nutrients out of the water. You can't put them in and, and expect them to just go away. Um, but that also, uh, I checked, I was running RODI, filling my saltwater tank to start mixing salt water. And I seen that, that uh, and I always, I check it regularly. I have the TDS meter in line, but I also have a handheld TDS meter. And um, I was, I always check, check it and sometimes I don't always I guess I should say I try to always check it as I, as I progress because I go through a DI canister once a month and I, I can only make less than 200 gallons of water on a DI canister and I don't I don't quite understand that because um, my uh, TDS coming in is only like 200 and something which seems high but I just I don't understand why I go so go through so much DI resin. Um, some of it is I have really really cold water, um, and that does eat DI resin up. Um, I just feel like I should get be getting more than a month out of a, out of a canister. But anyways, uh, as it gets closer to the end of its life, um, thank goodness for color changing. But I um, I I check it a lot. And especially when I'm filling up and so I checked the TDS and I noticed that one time I checked TDS and five minutes later I check it and it's 1.8 coming out of the RODI system so I automatically shut it down but that got me thinking what if I don't what if I wouldn't have caught it what if I would have just kept filling my tank up and then that if it jumped in a matter of minutes from zero to 1.8 what uh what would have happened if i wouldn't have noticed that would it, would it have been like seven or eight coming out i don't know so that's something i got i have to think about i think i might have to add a di canister to my to my rdi system um and run two of them and that way that this stuff don't happen and when this one is depleted i can just change that out but i still have that other one for a backup in it Maybe if even if it don't last longer, at least I'm protected from uh, from all the TDS that that I seem to be pushing out. Um, but anyways, TDS can feed that. I I know I have high iron in my water, and I know that uh, my RODI don't take out a hundred percent of the iron. Um, it I don't know that. That's what I've been told. I guess. Um. There's a company where you can send your water into and they'll tell you, give you a breakdown of all the metals that might be in your water or your um, your chloride or whatever. All the stuff, the breakdown of all the materials in your water. I think it's like 50 bucks, um, but 
I'm starting to wonder if that's not going to be money well spent that can tell me that I have a problem. Not that I know, I don't know what to do if, if I have high iron. Um, I have well water with a water softener. Um, I also have a, a, a pre-filter that goes from the, uh, before it goes, my water goes through before it hits the softener. Um, it's called a whole house filter. And I, so I, I do my best to try to keep things clean and down but um, I, I just wonder sometimes if there's just not something in my water. Of course, in my Pico tank, I'm not having an algae bloom in, or problem in there. So I don't know. I got mixed feelings. But, um, but maybe just to ease my mind and let me know that maybe it's something that I'm doing um, that we can uh, figure that out. So I don't know. Just something to think about. But when you... The best time uh, to stop a problem is right when you realize a problem so if you're starting to see algae if you're starting to see a problem um, you notice that you're cleaning your glass a little more instead of once a week maybe it's twice a week or maybe it's three times a week that's that's a good indicator that something is is building in your water in your rock it's because remember what goes what's in the water will eventually get into the rock. So if you got high phosphates and you might be checking phosphates and it might be coming back zero or you know 0.25 or something kind of on the low side. Um, but if you're seeing results of high phosphates, then you have to sometimes forget the tests and kind of go with your gut. So if you're if you're cleaning the glass more than normal, if you're cleaning um, or if you're starting to see little sprouts of hair algae or any kind of algae jump up, that's a good time to take action. Check things. Is your skimmer clean? Is your is a, is your neck the skimmer of the neck of your skimmer clean? Um, when's the last time you cleaned your power heads? When's the last time you blew the detritus off your rock? Um, I have a power head now, um, which I've never had before until recent. Um, set aside to where. When I do my water changes, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, a few hours before I do that, I take that in there, and I blow off all the rock that I can to blow all the detritus up, and then that runs it down through the through uh, my filter socks and and um, just it just helps keep it off the rock and gets it in more um, in places where it can be most have the most uh, opportunity to be taken out of the tank. Um, so you can check your skimmer, you can check your, uh, your, your skimmer pump, your power heads, make sure that they're blowing at optimal speed. If they're, if they got some algae or even, even, uh, coralline algae build up on them. Um, if that's restricting flow in that's restriction, restricting flow out too. So, um, make sure those are clean. So they're blowing all that they can blow. Um, also, you maybe cut back on feeding a little bit. Maybe you can add some uh, some uh, macroalgae, some some catamorpho, or some flame algae, or anything. It's things anything that can take that out. Um, maybe it's time to add a GFO or carbon reactor. Um, you know, when you start seeing a problem, it's easier to deal with it right then 
and then to uh, just keep putting it off and putting it off like I tend to do and then you have a major problem now I have a little I have some hair algae but my problem is wire green wire algae now this is my first experience with green wire algae or wiry green algae um, it's not bryopsis I know that's what some of you are thinking but it's not I've, I've really looked at it I've looked at it under uh, a magnifying glass it's it's green wire algae it's it's I don't know. I've never had it before. I've never heard of it until I had it, and I had to do research to figure out what it was. But um, I, it keeps building and building and building because I didn't do anything. I just keep going on, and maybe I'll do an extra few gallon water change when I do that once a week and and um, and let it go. But now it's to the point where I need to do something, and that is why I'm going to do the, the biopellet reactor thing. So and I guess that's a good thing because now... I know I've got high high nutrients in my water. Um, I can test those, um, but I just realized that I was going off on a tangent, and I was talking about how uh, the nutrient buildup in the water can seep into the rocks. Um, so that's when when you start noticing that's what you want to do, um, because when there's buildup nutrients in the water, the water can only hold so much, and then it'll start soaking into the rocks. Well. And then the rocks can hold a lot because if you have a pound per gallon, especially, um, then that's that's uh, a lot of rock to absorb these phosphates. And there's a lot of porous areas in the rocks to absorb phosphates and nitrates. And what you, so what you end up doing is now that I have a problem, um, I've got all this algae covering probably maybe 60% of the rock, I would say. Um, of the exposed rock that doesn't have an enemies or something else on them um, and so now I, now all of a sudden I want to do something I need to lower my phosphates and lower my nitrates so I start pulling those out of the water column well you can't suck them out of the rock you have to let them leach back out of the rock back into the water column so what you end up doing is you're fighting a, a battle that's almost a losing battle because you've got these rocks releasing the phosphate so now instead of the water feeding the algae you've got the rocks that are releasing it to the water column is feeding the algae so you have to just keep on that vicious cycle until you get ahead of things um, it is possible but it takes a lot of patience at this point now so i'm going to try this bio pellet reactor and uh, see if that does me any good i think it will um i i, I really have uh, high hopes in this um, I'm using some uh, two little fishes um, bio pellets um, and again I'll document all this and go through things and on the podcast I'm not going to talk your ear off about that kind of stuff but um, but I'm going to tell you what the updates are and what my my levels are and and um, I'm going to be releasing an unboxing video and um, it's not going to be anything special but it's going to be short and sweet to the point I think that's in our I'm not the only one busy you guys are busy too and so um, I I know that you if I keep it short and sweet that you guys are going to be thankful for that too in the long run um, also um, if you have any suggestions if you have any things that you want to hear about or maybe things that you want me to test or maybe you're a company out there that 
Um, I, it, there's other guys that are more fit to do that than me, but I'm willing to do that. But um, as I stated before, that you're going to get my results and my opinion, um, I guess I should say. I don't know how much that's valued or not, but um, if something don't work for me or I don't like something, I'm just going to say it. Um, I don't care how much you send me or anything like that. That's just what it's going to be. So um, if you have anything you want to hear, um, anything maybe you think I said wrong or maybe I did say wrong, um, feel free to contact me, um, saltcastplus at gmail.com. Um, just send me an email, um, put in the subject what, what, what it's about so I know. makes it easier to um, go through the emails and read them. Uh, short and sweet is always nice. If you think I'm a blooming idiot, just say you're an idiot and go on. Um, but just uh, if there's things that you want, if there's a, a, a piece of equipment or you have a question, um, I don't have all the answers. I'm going to be the first to tell you that. Um, but that's where my sponsor comes in, my one and only, BuckeyeReef.com. If you have questions... You can't seem to get a, uh, an answer. And you're always going to get varied answers. It's just going to happen. It's One thing works for one, uh, but not the other. But the other, something else works for one guy, not the other. You're going to have different varied. But you can take all that information in and, uh, and decipher it and choose for yourself um, what's going to work best for you in your situation. So BuckeyeReef.com. If you're not a member, um, go there. Um, if you have questions, you just choose the appropriate forum. Um, put Ask your question and get answers. I mean, it's as simple as that. Um, some pretty knowledgeable people on there. Um, and again, you're going to get varied answers, but you have to choose for yourself what's going to work best for you. So, um, But if you have any other um, um, questions for me, um, feel free to send me an email and until next time, reef on brother. No, <laughs> sorry. I couldn't resist myself. Uh, but, uh, until next episode, uh, happy reefing.